views and opinions expressed on Explorer Secrets of the Truth or that of their guests or contributors are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. All information on Explorer Seekers of the Truth is provided in good faith, however, we make no representation or warranty of any kind, expressed or implied, regarding the accuracy, adequacy, validity, reliability, availability, or completeness of any information on this talk show or website. From monsters and ghosts to otherworldly beings, join the explorers as they venture into the darkest realms seeking the truth to what goes on in the night. I think we're live. Chad, do you want to do you want to take the intro as you used to do? <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know if I remember it, but good evening and welcome to Explorer Seekers of the Truth. I am of course Chad Charlesworth and I'm joined by my best friend, co-host and co-investigator Lesson Cabbage. How are you doing this evening, Les? I am fantastic. I'm living the quarantine dream, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, how about you? Eh, not too bad. I'm also living the dream <laughs> that's right that's right so it has been a long 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 time since chad and i have been on on air if you will or online streaming um i guess the show didn't take priority for a little while there not that we didn't want didn't not want to do it we just didn't really have time things kind of you know took precedence over the show but with that being said, and given the circumstances with the whole COVID-19 and virus that's going around and everybody quarantined, we thought maybe we'd stop by, say hello, see how everybody's doing, and uh, maybe just talk for a little bit. You know, pass some time. Yeah, figured it was something to do. <laughs> better than not talking, so. Yeah, uh, that's right, that's right. Yes, as you can tell, the beard is a lot shorter. Shorter, but it's still there. It's still there. It's still alive and well. Looks good and and full of volume. <laughs> well, it's my beauty secrets. Actually, I that Doctor Squatch stuff. I sent you the picture of the box. Mm -hmm. There, I I've been using it now for about two weeks, and it actually is a pretty good soap. I, I'm not thrilled with their shampoo because it gives me frizz, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I naturally have frizzy beard hair for some reason. I think uh, most people do. Yeah, mine's really bad. I had a little black lady tell me how kinky my hair was. <laughs> well, I guess there you go. <laughs> I, I took it as a compliment, but I was kind of like, thank you, I think. Ay, ay, ay. But so. Do you want to kind of talk about what you heard about the whole quarantine? ghost investigating kind of thing. We'll, we'll kind of kick the show off with that, I guess, since uh, Chad and I were talking before the show, and one of the things that we kind of figured we'd just come on the air and talk about was, um, I guess there was a debate online with whether or not people should be going out doing investigations during this time. I mean, I think the obvious answer is shouldn't, but uh, we're kind of going to do a little point-counterpoint on uh, 
what people think. So, Chad? Well, my thought on it is, like, if it was you and I, and we lived mm -hmm. in and we lived in the same town, and there's that cemetery outside of town, yeah, where where you and I, if we were quarantined in the same town, let's face it, if I had it, you would have it, probably, yeah, or vice versa. So mm -hmm. if you and I are both healthy, we're not around sick people. We decide to go up to the cemetery. We can social distance six foot in a cemetery. Right. You know, we could do all that stuff from a distance without touching each other, without all the things, you know, breathing and coughing, sneezing on each other. Right. Yeah. You know, we could do all that without contact. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, well, if it was 20 of us, that's a different story. I, I was just going to say, like they said, no groups of, of no more than 10 people, you know, mm -hmm. e even 10 would be kind of pushing it. But I mean, if there's like three, four, maybe five of you, I mean, like you said, and you're in an open area, yeah. I think you keep enough distance and, and there would be enough area that you could kind of separate or even just stay in smaller groups, you know, a few feet apart from each mm -hmm. other and, and try and do an EVP session, uh, walk around with the, you know, K2 meters or whatever you're going to going to use to try and uh, notice any any anomalies, you know, or, or you could video, you know, there's there's ways to kind of keep your distance. But I mean, again, I think the likely answer would be, you know, just stay home and wait it out, unfortunately. But I think if you, you know, like you said, if you really had to and you're in an area that doesn't have a lot of high numbers, I mean, like I said, the neighboring town before when you got cut off, I was saying about how. I now the town that I live in very active Facebook page. Mm -hmm. They're active on social media. Everybody's laundry seems to be aired out on that. I would assume that if somebody had it in this town by now it would probably be known. I could be wrong, but I would say it's probably known by now. The neighboring town is out of control supposedly with um the virus, I, I saw pictures online, whether or not it was actually the Walmart in Hazleton or not. Um, but they were stacking pallets, blocking people from going to like the clothing sections, the electronics, all that stuff. And the only areas that were open was like the healthcare section and the grocery section where you could get just the essentials um, because people are not complying with the stay at home and social distancing. It's a really big problem up there. Um, but again, that's that town. My town is there in an open area. I don't really see the harm in it. I don't know. Yeah, well, as long as you are smart about it. Yeah, I mean the like currently Gettysburg actually has a uh, curfew. I think it kicks in at eleven thirty at night until like seven or eight in the morning. Hundred mm -hmm. percent, if you're in that an area that has a curfew or some kind of ruling like this understandable that you're not going out at midnight. If you're doing right. that, you're an, you're, you're just an asshole at that point. Yeah. Right. You're, exactly. you're, yeah, yeah. you're just, you're just trying to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, I understand why, you know, they have curfews at this point. You know, you don't want to tie up, you know, you go down the run in Gettysburg, somebody trips and falls in there, breaks a leg if you're lucky enough to be by the hospital, you could drag yourself to the emergency room. But if you're somewhere further down or something like that, 
well, now you're tying up the police, you're tying up the emergency response groups and stuff like that who are, you know, going to be busier at this time. Right. But again, like if I, I, I live maybe a mile from an old slave cemetery. Mm -hmm. If I went down there by myself and did an EVP session, took photos, what harm is that? Right. You know, and, as, and like you said, as long as you don't have a, a mandatory curfew or anything like that, you know what I mean? Obviously, if there's a curfew that's enforced, abide by those rules. But if yeah. you don't, I, and honestly, I don't see, I don't follow any of this stuff. I, I, I'm always out in the studio working. I, I don't know anything else that happens beyond my home. So I don't know what the rules are in my town, but I don't think we're under a mandatory uh, curfew. I think if anything, it, it might start tomorrow. I don't know. I, I, I It's all hearsay i don't know mm -hmm. but uh but anyway um if we don't have the curfew yeah i agree with you i mean if i'm going out by myself whatever you know there's no harm in that you know you're not around anybody so mm -hmm. well i mean i live in a, a small community here and like you said everybody's on facebook mm -hmm. it goes from one extreme to another the governor says well you can't go to the gym but go to parks and walk and ride bikes and exercise there as long as you social distance, as long as you stay away from groups of people under, you know, they've basically said, you know, under 10, they've amended that a few times now, but we go to the park, we ride bike and you, the next day on Facebook, you see everybody at the park is going to kill everybody in town. Mm-hmm. How is me being healthy going to kill you? Why don't you sit at home on your fat ass, smoking your cigarettes and eating your chicken and, tw you know, Twinkies? I'm sorry. I'm kind of ragey about this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, I couldn't tell, <laughs> but they're sitting there unhealthy as freaking can be. All the liquor stores are still open. They've actually amended the state law that restaurants can now deliver alcohol as part of their services, which, Hey, I'm all for businesses making money. I'm not going to mm -hmm. knock somebody for doing that, but they're telling me I can't go to the gym. The gym I go to when I go, if I see six people, the entire two hours I'm there, it's a miracle. Mm -hmm. It is three floors and it's gotta be 3000 square foot or 4,000 square foot per floor. Mm -hmm. We social distance naturally in that gym. <laughs> like we are not like when I go, like I actually talked to somebody that goes there and they're like, oh my God, I was so scared of you when I first, first saw you at the gym. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, you put your hoodie on and your headphones and you don't talk to anybody and you look scary. And I'm like, I just go to work out. I, I do my thing. I don't want to be bothered. If I'm in between sets and you got a question, come over and ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a nice person, but like we social distance naturally. But in this town, if you go to the park, oh my God, you are typhoid Mary. Yeah. And, but this is people who are sitting at home smoking cigarettes, watching Captain Kangaroo playing solitaire with a deck of 51. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping you got that reference. <laughs> oh my god the sadler brothers johnny cash's old backup band oh god yeah 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 yeah. okay 
counting flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. Wow, I'm actually singing. I'm raging that bad. <laughs> but and oh my god, oh my god. You know, these are that that's the people saying this stuff. And then you look at like on the paranormal end of it. Like if I go do something on my own, I'm not a I'm not taking a chance of making somebody sick. Right. If I go somewhere by myself or me and my wife would go somewhere. You know, as long as it's not 20 people have been there before us coughing on everything that have the, the virus, mm-hmm. we're pretty much not going to do anything to anybody. Well, I think I think that's um, part of the reasoning behind shutting down a lot of places like that, because now I, I've never been to your gym and I, I don't know what it's like, but I've been to a lot of other gyms and they're not the cleanest places, yeah, although they have things set up spray bottles where everybody's supposed to be responsible for cleaning stations after they're done. You know, as well as I do, some of the places we've gone to, people don't do that. Oh yeah. You know? I, yeah. But I mean, I can understand at a, at a smaller town where there's not a lot of traffic through. Okay. And if they have somebody there that's going to go through and clean in an enclosed area where the airflow isn't really strong you know what i mean i can mm-hmm. see it being a little bit of a problem with just germs being around but to your point outdoors i don't know i don't see yeah. a problem in that you know what i mean like if you're out riding your bike and stuff like that like you said with your wife you're not near anybody no i mean the only people you're seeing out there riding bike you're passing in a matter of seconds you know you may be a little bit closer than six foot on the trail but you're passing them so quickly that you're not necessarily even breathing at the same point that they were. Yeah. Yeah. But like on the paranormal end of it, you know, to keep it with the topic, (laughs) I just, I don't get like, I can understand big groups. We've never been a big group. The most we've ever taken on an investigation is what? Four people. If that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, three and, uh, you know, a thing. <laughs> well, our but, wives too. I mean, our wives. So maybe yeah, about four, four, yeah. five people. Yeah. Now I can understand like public booking places, you know, para, you know, paratourism places being closed because it's, yeah. you know, safety of people and the fact that most of the governors have shut all that stuff down. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to go somewhere open air, I don't see why people people are getting very upset over stuff that really isn't i i mean this is actually on twitter people are like just i can't believe you're doing that you know it's like but if i if i don't put content out you'll stop watching my page which means if it's a monetized page i'm gonna lose revenue right but that's okay for you but then when i start if i put content out you you complain anyway (laughs) So it's like, you know, revenue generation. If you're not, if you're not out in a group of 10 people and you're applying, you're, you're applying all these, you know, flatten the curve distancing and stuff like that. I don't see why people are getting upset about this. But then again, I'm also the same person who just pointed out that I live in a small town. If you go bicycling at the park, you are typhoid Mary and you're killing everybody in town. And it's like, I'm not near you. Yeah. <laughs> like you've taken the gym away from me. Are you not happy about that? <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm repping my gym. I got to rep. No problem with that. No problem with that, man. You got to represent. 
Um, I agree with you. I think as long as it's not an enclosed place with closed quarters and you, you don't have a large number of people, you're outdoors. I don't see the harm in it. Um, but if you if you are going to a place that is indoors, that is going to be a smaller area, stay away from it. Just just follow the rules like you're being told to. Stay away from it, and hopefully this goes away sooner rather than later. Because it, it is one of those things where you kind of wake up and you're like, uh, it's almost like Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Every day you wake up and it's, it's Groundhog's Day. You know, it's like, kind of like, is this ever going to be over? And it's in a way, it's it's like my wife and I were talking about it. Like she, she's, she says sometimes she'll get up and she's like, is this actually real? Like, is this really happening? You know, is all this stuff really happening? It's, it's very bizarre, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to know a funny thing? Mm. Add this to list the movies I've never seen. Groundhog's day is a movie I've never seen. Oh my gosh. You, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, that's a great movie. You know, there are so many movies out there. If we started a list of things I've never seen, but yet, <laughs> but yet I can quote parts of them. So that's just, you know, a natural gift. So you saw the good parts. That, that's all that counts. You yeah. Know? The, yeah. You know, the funny parts and that's all you really need from a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought, you know, that was kind of a hot topic of things going on. And, you know, it. Like I said, I understand, follow the rules, you know, safety. But here's the thing. If we go into an old building, we're going to have a safety protocol like, hey, let's the Haldeman, mm-hmm. the attic. Mm-hmm. There were there were holes in that floor that you and I could have fallen through. Even at our big sizes back then. <laughs> yeah. So like we were safe about it. We were checking the areas where we were. We were, you know looking with flashlights like okay don't walk through the middle of this room because if you do you're going to end up on the second floor right right you know so you got to use safety and you got to use common sense and i think this is the thing some people you know aren't using common sense and there's five or ten of them but what a lot of people forget is some of these groups live together yeah like it's two or three roommates like we were in college Mm -hmm. like you and i would have been living together if this was going on now and we were still in college we were living together mm-hmm. so if you and i decide to take my jeep and drive out to gordon mountain hawk uh hawk mountain hack mm-hmm. mountain drive down there to hack mountain <laughs> you know if we would have done that who were we hurting right you know now if we ran into 20 people while we were there and stayed then yes okay that's, that's a problem yeah that's an issue but I mean, I mean, downtown Pottsville, they had to have the cops on their PA system in their car tell the pajama people who stand on the street corner to disperse because there was more than six of them or more than 10 of them. And they were standing right next to each other. They were standing like two foot away from each other. Right. Now, those are the people that might need to go. <laughs> you know, like if you're not smart enough to figure out six foot and why you need to stay six foot from each other. I'm not going to miss you. (laughs) I mean, I'm a realist in that sense. I'm not going to miss you. (laughs) You're you're too damn dumb to live. (laughs) Oh, that, I don't know what's going on in the neighboring town, but that to be one of the big issues is people aren't understanding. I don't know if it's a language barrier issue or what's going on, but 
it's just it's spreading like crazy and that's the scary part for us here is we're so close to this town is it going to travel you know and and well, it, hope, it, hopefully everybody in town here are is following the rules like i said aside from having to go to the grocery store every now and again we don't go anywhere we stay in the house and and, and believe me it's it's wearing thin on 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 mom and dad in the house it is testing at times but you know we're doing what we're told or at least trying to you know well yeah i mean same here we're not you know if we don't have to go somewhere we're not going there mm -hmm. you know a, a few of my friends own shops my job you know basically they told us stop going anywhere unless you absolutely have to Right, right. Like they, they, they gave us two weeks ago, said work from home. You're not barred from the office, but work from home. This week, they basically told us we're barred from the office for 30 days. Right, right. We, now, we, we are running two shifts of people that never cross our, our on air talent. Um, they don't cross anymore. They used to meet up, like meet midway through their shifts and stuff. Now on air is not meeting productions, not meeting. It's mm -hmm. basically all emails and notes left for each other. Um, productions actually moved over into my office, my office area. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the production guys, which is great because it wasn't really my desk. Yeah. Uh, I was just temporarily using it. So, you know, they, they've done that where I work mm -hmm. and, you know, all of our reporters are uh, filing their stories from, home or from the field you know mm -hmm. and a lot of them are you know going to and from hospital press conferences all this stuff so they're definitely you know more at risk than you know me who's sitting at home doing phone calls and video conferences all day yeah but well yeah it's it, it's every every everywhere is shutting down like I, with me i don't work for a company i am my own entity but i work with a lot of other companies and all my contacts at these places they're all working from home their offices are are empty and you know nobody is in house anymore everybody's working remotely so that's a good thing it's, it's good especially nowadays because can you imagine if this happened before the the internet i mean we'd be in big trouble but having this technology, I think, has has definitely been beneficial for everyone, and and especially for like the online businesses. This is really no 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 different than any other day at the the office, for lack of better terms. You know, because a lot of those people work remotely anyway, and all their business is online. The only problem is is shipping and whatnot. Because I don't know if you've ever if you've tried to order from Amazon or not lately, but things aren't coming quick. You you do know me, right? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't order anything from Amazon. <laughs> I, I don't order anything really, honestly. Uh, a few things, but not from Amazon. Trust me. <laughs> but now the wife might. I don't. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm too uh, Schuylkill County coal miner <laughs> to do stuff like that. That that damn modern technology. <laughs> I ain't getting on that in, inner tube it's and the devil. <laughs> inner tube and ordering stuff from the Amazon. <laughs> I ain't going to Brazil to get my stuff. <laughs> oh God, you missed me. So was that you said you missed me didn't you I, of course i always missed you 
I miss doing the show. I think what we got to do, we got to, we I think we got to get back online. We got to get the show going again. And hopefully we still have all the support from all of our followers and listeners that uh, always follow, follow along with us with the previous shows and whatnot. And especially now with the time of quarantine, we have a little bit more free time. That was always the biggest thing that set us back previously and why we haven't been on air in such a long time is again we just didn't have the time between you know chad working full time me trying to run my business and the kids and everything it just it became more of a burden and now that we have a little bit of free time and you know work is kind of slowed down a little bit which is scary but you know it is what it is um i think maybe we could devote a little bit more and bring the show back and hopefully come up with something entertaining for people during their time of quarantine and uh you know take it from there so like we did we did ask everyone in in uh one of the posts that we had put on our facebook page any show topics any points of interest that anybody would like for us to kind of research and talk about please post on on the show notes um on, underneath tonight's show or DM us, PM us, whatever the hell it's called now. Um, email us. What is it? What the hell is the email? Explorers. Encounters at explorersgroup.com. Right? Isn't it? Yeah. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, or or explorers seekers of the truth at Gmail because less rarely ever checks the encounters email. That's true. If anybody has actually uh, emailed us, in the past year, chances are we didn't look at it. <laughs> um, Paul, we, Paul, Paul says, please do more. It's something to look forward to. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Um, oh, Paramount Theater on State Street. That's a good topic. That's awesome, guys. Keep them coming in. I know in the other posts we had uh, people wanted to, to know a little bit more about cattle mutilations. Um I know Moon Joey had mentioned about, you know, stronger theories as to what Sasquatch could be. Um, I know we covered that quite a few times, but Sasquatch is a topic I could talk about to no end. Um, and there were there were several other um, ghosts. People wanted more ghost uh, topics uh, or, you know, along those lines. So anything anybody would like us to ramble on about, we'd be happy to oblige. I, I would actually, I think somebody brought it up, um, like skinwalkers and some of the Native American folklore. Yeah. My yeah. thing on that is, honestly, I could research it until I'm, you know, blue in the face. I would love to find somebody, and maybe somebody can recommend someone who has some expertise in it that could maybe come on as a guest or that we could do a pre recorded interview with and, and kind of, you know, talk with and get on the show, yeah. but that would be something I would definitely, cause it, it's, I mean, there's the skinwalker ranch, which you see a lot on Facebook and stuff like that, but it definitely, I think some native American folklore, cause it does not that the skinwalker necessarily ties into Bigfoot, but like the Catalina Island giants. I've never, it, it was, I just watched like a 20 minute mini documentary on it. It was, Basically, there was a Native American tribe that lived on one of the island, the Catalina Islands, but they always reference this other group. And mm -hmm. they said the other group 
is known throughout other Indian or excuse me, Native American First mm. Nations, however you want to go. Um, other groups as far west as like Arizona knew of these people. And what one of the things was they were all giants. Mm-hmm. Giants that were fair skinned with neither dark, like dark black or red hair and facial mm-hmm. hair. Which right, fa- right, right. facial hair is something that's very non uh, genetically, you know, it's not a normal genetic trait of a Native American for our First Nations people. And the First Nations people that lived there reference them as a separate group. Now they weren't they weren't Bigfoot or or Sasquatch in their right, culture. Right. They were another group of people that were fair skinned with black hair to red hair. Now um Western European people and Spanish people actually report meeting these people at different points, but they were known in in this tribe. They were actually known as shaman and were very powerful shaman. And then there's a, a legend of a green door that appears on Catalina Island. Okay. I, I think I, yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. When you said about Arizona, I remember reading about um, these pale skin, red haired giants and stuff. And, and and I want to say that there was like some sort of an extraterrestrial connection, like within this cave or something like that in Arizona where they that, found skeletal remains and that's actually, objects. That's a different group. This, okay. this group is off the coast of California and they were dug up. Um, I can't remember when they dug up the, the graves, uh-huh. but they were finding like 38 inch femur bones. Right, right, right. But this isn't the same group as Arizona. Arizona is actually a different group, and they were believed to be cannibals. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Moon Joey had uh, posted on their uh, Lovelock Cave. I I can't remember the name of the cave. That sounds kind of familiar, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I think Lovelock Cave, especially if Moon Joey's giving it to me, I would go with him. But I think that is the name of it. But yeah, this is a separate group that was on the Catalina Islands and there was like two to three different Indian tribes and the other two native American tribes reference them. Plus there's European explorers and Spanish explorers. Um, one of them was a priest who actually gave an account of this group stating how tall they all were. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was odd that they all had, all the males had facial hair Mm -hmm. and their hair was neither dark black or red. Now, Sounds like our ancestors. Well, kind of, if you think about it, you know, now these were seven foot and they found, I forget how many skeletons. Um, they've actually repatriated a lot of the skeletons because they were done in, they were dug up in kind of a uh, amateurish uh, archaeology way. They weren't really category, you know, categorized and, you know, it, it probably wasn't legal the way they did it, but it was the common thing of doing back then. Um, it would be a very interesting if we could get, there's only nine, nine of the, the tribes people that still live on the Island. Now, um, out of those nine, none of them are purebred of that tribe. They've all mixed over the years. Um, but there was one boy who was interviewed on this mini documentary and he was kind of relaying, uh, some of the story from his grandmother, who was the last purebred of this tribe 
So that would be something interesting to cover. Again, it's Native American folklore. You know, everybody has a little different spin, but I also watched this awesome, awesome. um, Do you know the guy that does the Naked Archaeologist? Yes, yes. I I don't know. I can't think of his name, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember his name ever. He did this thing with James Cameron. It's on Disney Plus. You should uh-huh. check. Um, it's, I, th- I think it's under the uh, the Drain the Ocean series, but it's on Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Morissette, the singer from Canada. Yes, yes. Isn't it ironic? You know, a little too <laughs> ironic. Yes, I really do think. It's right. But uh. No, they were, they took this like journey to, to kind of like James Cameron funded a, a lot of it. And mm-hmm. basically they showed that like the, um, they found in the open ocean, like off the coast of Spain, um, anchor stones. But anchor stones that predate the known exploration into the Atlantic Ocean. Then a third of the way to the United States, there's a group of islands. Um, And when the Spanish claimed the islands years ago, they said, oh, nobody's ever been here. Mm -hmm. Well, that has completely in the last like five to six years been completely rewritten because they found all these matching buildings that match these different areas going into Spain and, and, and um, Malta and stuff like that. They found the similar construction styles and the open, they actually found in a wall um, if a farmer was just building a stone wall and his farm was taking stones off his property to do it, found an anchor stone. Now, the neat thing about this anchor stone is most anchor stones back then were like round or um, a lot of them they found the open ocean were square or triangle, but they have a single pilot hole in it. This anchor stone is so big, it has two pilot holes in it. Hmm. And the the farmer found it in the middle of his field. Now, that stone is really heavy to get into the middle of the field to start with, but somebody could have, you know, rolled it up the hill over the years but this anchor stone would indicate a ship that would be bigger than anything we knew of being built back then. Right. Right. You know, so it's definitely a different, you know, Atlantis being this mythology to all the pieces now fit in this area of Spain that, basically all these like even at all the separate sites that they found in different countries there's references to these circles but it's like one small circle a bigger circle bigger circle bigger circle which is how plato describes atlantis is interlocking circles of land with moats and water between them so these cultures Mm. that are um, Bronze Age and older cultures separate it between like Malta, Spain, um, and even in Israel. Because when you look at these circles, the way it's drawn, 
it, it circles. Okay. And then it comes down with a stick and comes out like Poseidon's trident. Mm -hmm. Well, if you cut the circles in half, it's a menorah. It's the sign that the ancient Hebrew people used as the menorah. It's the same design. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's actually like I watched it late last night and it mm -hmm. actually held my interest. And I was to the point where if it would have been boring, I probably would have been asleep. Mm -hmm. It actually was really good. And it, yeah, you can argue Atlantis sank under the ocean. It was something else. It was everything they put together. If you look at it as a logical person, actually fits the mythology it just changes the location of our known advancements at that point hmm. i have to check that out that sounds actually really good last I, night i watched that um skinwalker ranch oh i thought you watched show. carol fucking backins <laughs> carol baskins no i did watch that and i tell you i'll never get that time of my that, that I wasted of my life back. Uh, that was uh, an interesting show, let me tell you. But aside from Tiger King, I watched that Skinwalker Ranch. Mm -hmm. How was, was it? It's interesting. I, they didn't really go far enough in the first episode to really, in my opinion, I, I couldn't really, like, say yay or nay on on the validity or all oh, this is going to be corny this is going to be cheesy it had a little bit of cheese sprinkled in there uh the characters are are kind of funny but um like you said it held my interest i i for entertainment value i enjoyed it i i i enjoyed it enough to want to know what's going to happen next i only was able to see one episode on hulu um so I'm hoping that another one's coming out soon. I don't know when it actually airs, so I'll have to figure that out. But uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, I would recommend uh, at least looking into it. But I, I was kind of in between that and I was reading, trying to read that book, Paranormal America, that we did the show on. I wanted to read it in its entirety. Um, so I, I'm really not getting far on that. <laughs> I just... Uh, I get, I have, I have all the best intentions of reading, but as soon as I start doing it, I fall asleep, no matter what time of day. I, I told you the best naps I've ever had have come from reading books. Like, I don't know why you're like, honestly, it's the greatest, the greatest nap you'll ever have is start reading a book. You will fall asleep eventually. Yeah, that's true. I actually um picked up a book. I picked it up a couple of years ago. I was telling you about it. I mean, I might as well tell them because they're not in on our private conversations, hopefully. <laughs> Um, it's what, what did I say? The name of it was pirates. Hold on. I'll look it up as I talk. Um, it's a really good book and it's about the pirates and coastal folklore and legends of the outer banks area, like North Carolina. And it has several like, there, I think there's six editions total and a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it's old pirate ghost stories and stuff like that, or, uh, maritime ship disaster type stories. I'm trying to find the damn thing. Now, any point you want to start talking while I'm looking less would help. 
<laughs> well, Moon, Moon Joe, you brought up a, a funny thing He's, about the Skinwalker Ranch. He said they never changed the name because Bob's Ranch doesn't have the same appeal. And that is true. That is true. But there's a lot of history to that. I guess it, it started with the Native American uh, folklore or, or legend of the Skinwalker, which is supposedly a werewolf-like creature or, or some supernatural being that could take the shape of whatever it wants to be in order to kind of undertake a, uh, a dark deed. I, I, from what I understand, skinwalkers are summoned by a Native American shaman or witch or something along those lines. Um, and it's usually at the uh, re request of somebody who wants something done to somebody else that isn't good. So the skinwalker will carry out the bad deed uh, at that, uh, you know, per that person's request. And uh, supposedly this area has a lot of strange phenomena going on. Uh, they have, in, during the show, they, they were using like Geiger counters and stuff like that to measure radioactivity. And a lot of the, the devices that they were using were off the charts. Um, they were finding, speaking of uh, cattle mutilations, they were finding, um, all these dead cows on the property and stuff like that. One of them was just alive earlier that morning, and then they found it dead on the far side of the ranch. No puncture, no signs of distress or anything like that. It was just dead. Um, they have these glowing lights along what they call Skinwalker Ridge. Uh, I guess it's, there's a mesa that's in a large portion of the property, and uh, it glows. Like if you look at it with infrared lighting, it glows. Um, they tried to dig on the property because they're, they, I guess they're, um, what, uh, there's like ultrasonic readings of something underground. They've, they've done, uh, kind of like an ultrasound kind of thing and they, they could see something's underneath there. They wanted to dig, but they, a lot of people were against it because I guess one person was starting to dig and he developed this, um, lump on the back of his head. And his scalp started to detach from the skull, and nobody could figure out what was causing it, how to cheer it. Uh, it was very bizarre. I, I, uh, to me, huh? I, I can tell you what it is. What? It's radiation sickness. It's overexposure. That's, that's radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're digging and you're whatever might have been buried, if you're unearthing it, you're exposing yourself to higher levels of radiation. So that was. What I would say is, is it's probably like some sort of a beginning stages of a tumor, or, mm -hmm. or, or even a radiation burn where it was just bubbling the skin. Um, so that's kind of where it left off. I mean, there were some other things that happened, like light shafts that would shoot up from behind this mesa, and like the one guy was asking the obvious questions. He's like, you know, is there a used car dealership on the other side? And it's like they're light to attract people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean. It's common sense, you know what I mean? It's it's a good question to ask. But um apparently there's stuff buried, and that's I think kind of going on to the next episode, because at the end of this episode, uh the one guy had pulled out this box that he was kind of withholding until the time was right, and there's something in it. I don't know if it's some sort of organic remains of some sort of creature. I, I don't know what it is. It's an artifact or something. I don't know. That's where the next episode is supposed to pick up. Seems kind of interesting, but I would love to do a show 
on the history of that Skinwalker Ranch because it was owned by multiple different kind of people. A lot of them were chased out of there because of supernatural phenomenon that seems to be centralized around the homesteads. It seems interesting. Is that the one where the guy killed the greys with a samurai sword? I don't know. It was on Ghost Adventures. I remember Skinwalker Ranch or somewhere near there. But he had killed them, and they they ran tests on the materials that were trapped to the sword, and it turned out to be plant matter and stuff like that. Um, I yeah, I don't, I don't. But that's that's why I kind of want to do a show on that. Is I want to try and do the research and find some more historical information rather than ghost adventures. <laughs> well, yeah, I am just saying, I remember something from that. It's, I think it's the same area, but mm. Mm, different stories. Yeah. Well, I found that book, by the way. Mm. It's in the kitchen, so I don't want to get up and get it. It's pirate. <laughs> I have a picture of it. I might as well do this part. It's pirate, pirate's ghost and coastal lore by Charles Harry Weeby, Weedby. Um, he was a lawyer and judge in North Carolina, but he wrote like six books. And this, this book I have, um, I picked it up at that used bookstore I go to. Yeah. And I, you know, it's one of those, like it was a ghost book. I just picked it up like, Oh, cool. Pirate <laughs> stories. Let me you know read it. I have a book on like the California coast and shipwrecks and, Really has nothing. I think, good I think that's one of our impulsive uh, disorders. Is uh, anything paranormal related? We pretty much buy. Especially I, I, pretty, I pretty much raid their book section on the paranormal every time I go in there. And if it's something that's, I already have, I get all disappointed. I'm like, I already have that. Yeah, I know. That's like I don't know if you ever heard of Second in Charles. It's a store down in Allentown. It's like a yeah. New and used books, you can, and, and they have all kinds of stuff down there. But I love going down there because they do have a small new age kind of section, I guess, where all of our stuff falls into or pseudosciences. And uh, I love going down there and finding stuff. That's where I found that um, Linda Godfrey book, the, the mm -hmm. one, uh, the Wolfman book, or yeah. um, the Dogman. So go yeah. ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Talk about the pirate book. Yeah. So. You talk about small books, um, book sections. My personal book library is bigger than their paranormal section at the store. <laughs> Mostly buying books at their store. Um, <laughs> but there was a um, couple interesting stories in this one. And I'll share one of them quick that I can, you know, kind of remember off the top of my head. I don't remember names necessarily off of it, but it was a story about a fishing vessel mm -hmm. and this captain he was known to be frugal very frugal his his equipment was like they said was old by the time he <laughs> got it mm -hmm. so he set out one night and they they set up their boat off the coast and another boat was set off a little ways away from them and this was the the practice this is 1776 this was kind of the practice of you can either leave early in the morning and try to get somewhere or be there in the morning. So they, mm -hmm. these two boats went with the be there in the morning instead of waiting. So a little before dawn, a massive storm kicks up mm -hmm. 
it's November. So they're like, eh, not that uncommon. So the, the older ship has its anchor line down and it's a, they said the anchor line on this boat was ship, not a boat was the size of a man's thigh thickness. And this storm kicked up so bad. It actually snaps the anchor line. Mm-hmm. So now the boat is headed towards the other boat ship. And so the captain hoists the sails. Well, the sails are so old, the wind's that strong. It rips the sails. Mm-hmm. So they careen broadside into the other ship cutting it in half the other ship sinks well the captain and his crew are throwing everything they have that's that floats into the water hoping that you know people got off the boat can get to it and then they can rescue them never rescue a single person so it takes about a year for them to get their boat out of the dry dock from being repaired so it's again it's about november So the original crew that was on the ship the day it cut this other ship in half and and killed all the people aboard it, they set back out, same crew. They get out to, not to the same area, but a similar area. They drop anchor in the middle of the night and they wait for morning. Well, right before morning, this green light just starts filling the area. And it like pops and covers the 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 uh, deck of their ship in this green, mm-hmm. like green, almost like like we would almost think night vision color. Okay, like that's the kind of green they kind of describe in this. And as they look, they see people on the deck that aren't accounted for as the crew. Mm-hmm. So these people that they see on the deck bathed in this green light start working the nets and they're pulling the nets in and dumping them into the hole and then throwing the nets back out and pulling the next net and dumping it. And the, the crew, the, the actual crew that's supposed to be on the boat is scattered up against walls. Some of them are taking the sign of the cross. They're all frightened. The captain's watching it, but stays calm. Mm-hmm. So the boat starts to kind of sit down because of the load on it. So he figures time to go. So there's a flash of light. The green mist disappears. He goes back into Ocracoke Island, pulls in his crew's getting off, you know, setting up to take the fish off out of the hole. He walks down. There's not a single fish in the boat. So, People now come down, his crew comes down, they're looking around like, no, we we know for a fact there were fish on this boat. The boat sat down in the water the way it would have when it's loaded. So he tries to rehire the same crew to go back out. The crew won't do it. They refuse to get on the boat. So he hires another crew. Well, this other crew is drunkards and the absolute dregs of society, and he only gets half a crew. They go out again. The same thing happens. This green light starts to appear on the horizon, and then all of a sudden it covered, it pops and covers the deck. And there's this ghost crew from this other ship again. And here's the thing. he It's 1776. So he recognizes 
all the people from this ghost crew. Mm-hmm. He knows them by name. Again, the crew is scattered about the boat and this crew is just working the nets and they're dropping fish in to the hole and throwing the nets back out. So it goes on. The boat sits back down again. He's, he's like, I, I'm not even worried about what's on the boat. I'm just going in. I'm just taking the ship in. I'm done. He pulls into the harbor, ties up the boat. The crew gets off the boat, runs away on the island, refuses to go anywhere near the boat. People say, oh, what did you catch? He said, nothing, nothing. No, we didn't find anything. He left the island shortly after on another ship, never to be heard from again. The legend is that he committed suicide over the guilt of killing this other crew and then seeing them twice in the spirit world. So when he killed himself, the devil was there and the devil took him direct. Hmm. But the boat, since he owned the boat and it was the dock where he tied up was his, the boat basically sank. It it just rotted it to pieces and sank eventually. So now on a full moon in November, you can actually, the boat is down under the water and the water is relatively clear enough to see down a, a good bit. They say you see a green mist over what should be the deck and you see people dancing around and playing music on the deck of the ship. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> dun, dun. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, that's that's a good story. Yeah, I mean, you know, is it true? Is it just hokey folklore? It could be, but it's interesting. It's entertaining at least, you know, at the yeah. very least. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was enough to hold my interest, which is, you know, scattered at best at times. <laughs> but... So that was one of the stories in the book, but he's, I think it's about six books he's written. Uh, he passed away in 1990. They've kind of published a lot of his works after, you know, him, him passing because he actually founded like the ghost tour group on the Island, like the ghost walk and stuff like that from his books, kind of like Mark Nesbitt did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's uh, definitely an interesting book series and, it's you know kind of it ties in pirates and and just you know general you know the island is 16 miles and it's probably at some points like 100 yards wide yeah you know so it's this island off our coast that has a rich i mean blackbeard was killed right off the coast of it you know the queen's and queen's and queen anne's revenge sits off the coast of it um so it's definitely got some like pirate history and from what I've, what I've read so far, it's got some good ghosts and folklore to it. I think that's a location we need to go down and check out. Well, I plan once, on, once quarantine's done. yeah, I've, I've already planned once quarantine's over, I'm heading there. So it's like six hours from my house. So I'm good. It's like two hours on a ferry. That's not bad. No, I mean, four hours of driving, two hours on a boat. We've been through worse. Yeah, I've, I've been stuck at home for like three weeks. Now. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, I think with that being said, um, I think we could wrap it up for tonight. Um, again, we just wanted to stop back. I mean, I, and again, I apologize for the rocky start. It wouldn't be an Explorers Seekers of the Truth show had we not had any kind of a technical issue. But um, we do want to thank those of you who tuned in. Um, thank you for always being there for us. Uh, hopefully we can find some more topics. I don't know how frequently we'll have this show. I know we used to do it weekly. I don't know if we'll be able to do that, but um, we'll try and get back on the air as often as possible. And uh, hopefully we can start you know, bringing some really good content and whatnot. So again, thank everybody. I thank everybody for tuning in. Chad? I just want to jump in and before anybody makes the comment, yes, we did sound rough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I just want to take, the, I just want to take that one comment out before somebody has to hop on and, and say it. Um, you guys are rusty. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah we are. We haven't done this in almost probably about a year. So a and a half or, or about that. Yeah. The, the fact that we had to figure out how to get our stuff working again. <laughs> oh yeah. What, what they don't understand, what you all don't understand is we literally speak, probably spent what three hours almost four hours before the show trying to get our our stuff to communicate and well, we, work well if you think about it we technically started at three o'clock or uh 15 minutes of three yeah it didn't work until what time did i send you the message that magically all of a sudden it was working um it was like eight it was like right before we went live because we were we remember we were like ah it was right before you went to eat dinner because we we're like all right you know if we can't make it work we're pulling the plug yeah I it mean work then we went live and then it didn't work <laughs> yeah so I mean you know just realize um, yes we do sound rusty it's it's okay we're yeah. not we're not professionals hopefully we'll knock the rust off and then the the next shows will be a lot more streamlined or or a best what we used to do <laughs> so again i want to thank everybody for tuning in i'm less than cabbage joined as always by my best friend and co-host chad charlesworth i'll see you all next time night night <laughs> <laughs>